Greetings, dear friends, and Happy New Year. Welcome to I Think Speech. I'm Hazel Archer Ginsburg on this first day of 2021. And I thought to kick us off with this quote from our great modern initiate, Rudolf Steiner, which I think speaks to the resolution of taking on our karma with grace. Whatever life will set before my spirit, from its depths, from world sources of fate, my courageous soul finds the right way through trusting the light and heat of my radiant selfhood I. Yes, we have more power within us than we know. And there's always helpers to guide and remind us that we got this. As a matter of fact, we can still experience the powerful energies of Jupiter and Saturn, who are continuing to be inscribed in the starry script, imprinting clues to our destiny in the ethers, which await our interpretation and conversation. For what is written is not fixed. We can change the script by our willing participation. So what will that look like for you in 2021? Well, here's a little clue. Today, January 1st, is the Feast of the Solemnity of Mary, where we are called to join the Mother of God in contemplating the gift of her Son allowing the grace of these holy nights to, to change us, to call on Mary, the Theotokos, the God-bearer, is to celebrate the unique role that, that she played and continues to play in the cosmic and earthly evolution. And as we honor the Theotokos on this first day of the new year, we, we also celebrate the octave day of Christmas, right? On the eighth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me eight maids on milking. <laughs> so, yeah, this octave recalls the naming of the Luke Jesus on the eighth day after his birth. We can read about that in Luke, the second chapter, 21st verse. So this, this iconic Christmas image, right, of Mary holding her infant son it embodies the mystery of the sacrifice of birth, bringing together the human and divine elements of the incarnation. And yet, in honoring Mary as the mother of God, we are also invited to consider another image of the Pieta, the same arms which held the Prince of Peace in a stable in Bethlehem, received the body of a crucified God on the hill of Golgotha. So this juxtaposition is, is worthy of our contemplation. And January 1st is also celebrated as the World Day of Peace, reminding us that the Prince of Peace must reign in our hearts if it is to rule the world. And today, after experiencing the hidden holy night of New Year's Eve, we come to the eighth holy night, which brings us to the constellation of Leo, the lion. This rules our heart region, right? 
and this is where the, the the spheres of the of the thrones, the spirits of will, dwell. And so we can perceive an interesting picture from from Chronicles uh, nine seventeen. Then King Solomon made a great throne, covered with ivory and overlaid with pure gold. The throne had six steps and a footstool of gold was attached to it. On both sides of the seat were armrests with a lion standing beside each of them. Twelve lions stood on the six steps, one on either end of each step. Nothing like it had ever been made for any other kingdom. So yeah, this description of Solomon's temple gives us insights into the spirits of will in the realm of Leo the Lion, which fortifies the thrones. So yeah, we're going to look deeper into the numerology and, and the other symbolism that we meet in this description. But what comes to mind first off is the sacrifice enacted by these spirits of will during our primal beginnings on old Saturn which was the impetus for all further evolution. And if, if you haven't read about it, Steiner, Rudolf Steiner has, you know, in one of the, quote, basic books of anthroposophy, we, we hear about this in occult science. It's, it's fascinating and, and, and really worth the, the effort to, to, um, to dig into. So this, this, you know, in this countenance of the lion, we, we have this transition from sacrificial will to the heart forces of courage, a steadiness to fulfill the design of divine will and become through its own inner forces an external reality, which we see embodied in the 12 petals of the human heart. So yeah, in How to Know Higher Worlds, we read about that we are gifted with six petals in our heart, which relate to Buddha's sixfold path. And then we have to, to earn the other six petals. So we see this in that picture of the, the 12 lions on the six steps, right? And we must take steps by working with what spiritual science calls this, these six big basic exercises, right? They're the foundation and, and it helps us to evolve and create a fifth chamber in our lion hearts which Rudolf Steiner calls an etheric heart. And we can see this pictured in the Etherean legends as the Holy Grail, the fountain of love pouring forth the waters of life. And Steiner tells us that the heart is, quote, the seat of the will, spiritualizing the blood, working into the physical body to engender eternal life. So this, this warmth accompanying this alchemical sulfur process becomes the new blood sacrifice. For as it dies away from the heart to nourish the muscles and the limbs, it encourages the human being to acts of goodwill. The spirits of will bring a connection to the god Saturn. We've been talking about him quite a bit, right? This... We can see him as Kronos, the father of time, which is associated with looking into the past and reading there the karmic laws that apply to the present. 
So this is the perfect contemplation for New Year's Day, right? And the forces of, of inner courage bounding from the region of the lion can help us to um, create a right relationship to our karma, giving us the fortitude to deal with all the trials of destiny, to learn to carry it and work through it consciously. So yeah, back to this symbolism from Chronicles. We see in the number 12, the 12 tribes of Israel, which are, of course, related to the Zodiac. And it's interesting to note that the Solomon Jesus of the Matthew Gospel was from the tribe of Judah, the lion, related to the constellation of Leo. And we see this quality strongly in the individuality of Zarathustra, the soul behind the Matthew Jesus, who had once been the pupil of Melchizedek, along with Abraham, who was given the task of preparing the human vessels for these these two Jesus children, working through 42 generations of the Hebrew people. So we see how Leo's connection to old Saturn with its genesis of our physical body relates to this process of creating in the Matthew Jesus wisdom and an understanding of the law, right? That's that Saturn quality. But it also shows courage and the will to sacrifice. For remember, this this individuality sacrificed himself when he merged with the Nathan Jesus in the temple of Jerusalem and again at the baptism. Through the spiritual research of Rudolf Steiner, we also learned that in earlier times, this individuality that we're, we're, we're naming Zarathustra sacrificed his etheric body to Moses and his astral body to Hermes. So that may seem a little abstract or um, a little bit uh, unconnected, but you know, just to see that, that things are related on these very esoteric levels and that there is this incorporation that we talked about uh, the other day, you know, this interpenetration of forces that um, we can really learn a lot from if we look into them. So this really kind of relates to these uh, four pre-earthly deeds of Christ. And the last being the deed on Golgotha, right, which made it possible for the Christ as the Lord of karma to take upon himself the sins or karma of humankind, bringing the old Saturnian laws of necessity to an end and inaugurating the new sun karma in freedom. Since the mystery of Golgotha, these forces of the Christ live in the heart sun of every human being and also in the earth's etheric realm. So, you know, when we look at the earthly cycle of the year, the time of Leo, right, we know it's summer, it's the the end of July and into August, when the strength of the sunlight, it starts to wane, but it's often the time of the greatest warmth. And this hottest time in the seasonal round preserves an echo in nature's memory of the conditions on old Saturn and of the sacrificial streaming forth of warmth, this warmth substance through the the spirits of will, the great gift of the thrones. 
So may we foster that warmth in our lion heart during this dark wintertide time to, to activate our will for good in the world. And to help us to achieve this, we can contemplate and practice the virtue. Contemplation. No, it's compassion. We could contemplate compassion becomes freedom. Compassion becomes freedom. Yeah, when we are we're, when we're willing to become our brother's keeper, we are serving in freedom with an open heart, which engenders warmth in the world for human connection and healing. So let us ever be roaring in love for peace. Yeah. So I will I will end with this this quote from the Dream Song, or Norwegian folktale, often told on New Year's Eve. The young and old, they all gave heed to Olaf's words they hearkened that told them of his dreams. You have slept long indeed. Awaken now, O Olaf Osterson. Yes, friends, let's, let's rub the sleep out of our eyes and decide that, yeah, we're done with letting the blind lead the blind. So may we gain 2020 insight to unmask new revelations in 2021, co-creating the dawning of a new sun. See you there. Peace.